Mortal Kombat 2 or Mortal Kombat Poo? Find out on the Amigos. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an exciting edition of the Amigos Everything Amiga podcast. I'm your good friend, your good chum, Amigo Aaron. Today, I'm not joined by our good pal, John Bodevkar-Chawler, but his B-level C-team replacement, I give you the Brent. I need an adult. <laughs> Would you stop? <laughs> hey, everybody. In case you're wondering... Our good buddy John Bodokar Schaller uh, it was going to be out of town on a medical emergency, but actually the medical emergency got better. Not so, his medical emergency. That's right. A family a medical family emergency. A family medical emergency. So uh, hopefully everything's going okay. And Bode, if you're watching, we all say hi and good luck with everything. So we brought in a ringer this week. It's the, our good friend, the Brent. You realize I look very Amish? You do. Uh, and the reason we brought but in no. the Brent... Uh, you may have tuned in thinking to yourself, all right, a little bit of cannon fodder. Well, we actually are pushing cannon fodder back to next week because Boat went in on that. And since I had Brent here, I thought to myself, let's get Brent in on something he's an expert at that we haven't looked at on Amigos before. Ladies? And so this week... Oh. Are you kidding me? Hot air balloons? This week, we're going to be taking a look at the uh, very famous, very popular fighting game, Mortal Kombat 2. Yes. Mortal Kombat 2. Yes. Well, all that said, Brent, before we uh, uh, before we go into it, normally during this part of the show, it's where me and Boat wax and talk about various uh, uh, wacky events. But I'm not going to do that with you. I want to talk about, because this is a fighting game we're talking about here, and I know this is one of your favorites, uh, yes. fa favorite fighting games. Do you remember when you were young, Brent? Yes. What what games got you in, into the whole fighting game genre back in the day? What was the what was the ones that really lured you in? Well, I mean, my answer is boring because it's Street Fighter Two. That is boring. There uh, was nothing before that. No, no, because Street Fighter Two is where that's the first one I started playing in arcades. Mm -hmm. uh, long enough to get good mm -hmm. and get recognized for my skills uh, in the arcade. Man, those were good times, weren't they? Yeah. When you could walk into an arcade and, and people would be like, oh, crap, it's that guy. Yeah. And we'd be like, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah, that deal yeah, with the guy. Those were good times. Now, of course, we both grew, you know, we you, we had an Amiga. When I was older, but you were still in the house growing up. Do you recall your favorite Amiga fighting game? Because some of these games that we play on here, we never, like a game like Fighting Spirit, for example, I'd never heard of that game until I did this show, and I, if, so if I'd known it existed back when I was younger, I'd have been all over it. Yeah, uh, Panzer Kickboxing. Yeah, that, that that's by far being able to tweak your character was super awesome, and something that uh, Street Fighter Two or your Mortal Kombat Twos uh, didn't offer. So not only was it uh, interesting from that perspective, but it was also a good fighting strategic fighting game. Yeah. What about... Now, I remember we used to play Body Blows a lot yep. back in the day. Yeah. Uh, do, do you recall uh, your favorite characters in that one? I believe? Oh, no. I remember Ninja was my favorite one because he said Ninja a lot. I think a real ninja would do that. And also the monk, Buddha be praised, you'd yeah. say. Uh, see, I, I, yes, I know that we played Body Blows, but the game... And this is going to hurt, Aaron. I'm sorry in advance. Yeah. The game was not memorable enough to... To produce any core memories. Oh man, I, I remember three guys distinctly: Ninja, the monk guy, and the guy in the business suit that was like the stock stock trader or whatever. I thought that was pretty unusual for a fighting game back in the day. Uh, you know, I, I want to close by saying this segment at least that I think this uh, this week's game actually shares uh, some things in common with Pans that we'll that we'll uh, talk about when the game comes up. But heck, let's Crap. just get right onto it. Let's get into a little Amiga news, Brent. All right. See, I talked during that last time and got yelled at. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I got scolded. When you do dumb things, you get treated like a dummy. Uh, so who, here's a guy who's not a dummy. It's our old buddy Neil from the old RMC. Absolutely not. Uh, He'll punish us for saying otherwise. Uh, well, listen, you don't want to get on Neil's <laughs> bad side. Plus, he's a handsome yeah, it, it's, guy. Yeah, uh, why would... I don't think that's possible. Uh, Neil has an interesting uh, uh, show this week from The Cave. 
where he's looking at uh, A500 uh, hard drive expansions. This is a pretty, uh, this is a pretty inside baseball episode of this Absolutely. show, uh, where he goes into something like this. The first thing he does is probably destroy a power supply. I because, saw that. It was yeah, electric smoke, man. Yeah. You never forget that smell. I've done that uh, with you know the the uh, the a lot of these external uh, these external hard drive controllers require a second power supply. Yep. Absolutely, uh, I mean, a second a full sized Amiga power supply. And so I've done that exact same thing. I knew it was time to get a new power supply. When I saw, I heard it sizzling. It was still working too. And then there were also bugs living in it. That was weird. So that thing was well, it's it was, warm. I guess so. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway, he looks at a couple of these. It's funny. I've got a, I've got a, a, at least one of the two we talked about here, completely the way it looks. It's fun to see him go in and he, these old, incredibly old drives. He puts in this sport around with. Uh, you know, it's uh, that's a clean looking drive right well, there. Well, it looks pretty clean. He goes into one that's got a bad switch. It's a pretty interesting video to watch. It's funny, these things sort of got kicked to the curb in a lot of ways because of the uh, rise of stuff like SD card solutions and Compact Flash and whatnot. So you don't really necessarily have to use these old drives. I've got a couple of these things that I've got one that I was going to put a SD solution. I just never got a wreck to it. Now, no. Aaron, that, that brings up an interesting conversation. All right. Oh, really? Okay, okay I can hear this. Where do you lie? I mean, if the technology's there, and let's say it's not priced to the moon, right? Yeah. Would you be interested in adding a hard drive to your Amiga? Well, I've got my 1200's got one. Now, oh, right, but I mean the, this, the external, yeah. Nah, well, so I've got a couple external solutions for the 1000. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Here's the dirty little secret, all right? I use my 1200 when I need a proper Amiga. Right. Okay? Or the if I, if and if I need a, something that's close to a proper Amiga, I'll use the Mister. Sure. But if I want to do stuff like save states and stuff, listen, love them or hate them, I go with Cloanto's Amiga Forever. It lets me save stuff. It's super compatible. It gives me no trouble, you know. And I use so I use that a lot. This week's game, I actually played on three different things. I played on the twelve. Actually, I actually played four. I played it on the twelve hundred. The Amiga Mini, the Mister, and Amiga Forever. I tried. I, I put it on all of them, just trying different uh, uh, setups and speeds. Uh, and so there are rare occasions where I'll do that, but for the most part, I don't need. Like I've got a couple of Amiga 500s, but I don't really see any reason to put a hard drive on. I've got an Amiga 1000. I've got two hard drives sitting there, but I've never bothered to even put them on. Okay, let's go one step deeper then. Right. If I said Aaron, for Christmas I bought you an Amiga 500 hard drive. Yeah. On this, an excited scale from 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, yeah. where where would that get, gift rank to you? Oh, you know, 5. You know, 5-ish. Depends if you have memory on it. Is there an accelerator creeping around that thing? That'd be cool. No, bare bones. Oh, then I would, it would be 4. Alright. Because I've got a couple already, you know. So it's okay. Alright. Yeah, we're... So that's just not... Having these uh, uh, bobbles that hang off your machine, just not in it, not a huge... Let me, let me put it in perspective. I've got... I don't know if you watched the video where me and Boat had the Coco 3 out with the multi-port thing on it. Right. And I've got uses for that, and I still don't have it hooked up. Because it's like long, longer than the frame. It's like yay long. It just takes up so much dot freaking space on the desk. That I just I put it back in the box, you know. So occasionally Ooh, I break harsh. it out. Well, I'm just saying I call like I see him, you know. All so, right, all right, there all you right, go. That's fair. Plus, I'm I'm thinking I'm trying to work out a day, uh, deal with David Z on some of this extraneous Amiga stuff. Have you seen his house? He's got everything. Well, they some people really dig that. Next on the docket here, it's our good buddy Doug Ooh. with the 10 minute Amiga retrocast. Uh, this time out, this is a pretty uh, where I told Doug where was this episode like. Uh, 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 five or six or seven years ago. This is well, a video on how to capture video from the Amiga. Man, I, the first couple years, me and Bo tried this. I mean, we've given up, by the way. Yeah. I, thanks to Rushi and, and, and plus some stuff that I bought myself, I've got every conceivable thing you can have to hook an Amiga up to, an, to a capture card. But still, it's, a, it's always a nightmare. Yeah. And, and the hilarious thing is the un-Amiga... Which I bought exclusively did was the exact same way. Yeah. <laughs> it was exactly the same way. And so Doug here, he holds your hand, he pats you on the back, and he walks quietly 
had a natural path to the ability to output a video on your Amiga. I will say it's a lot easier than it used to be uh, to do this. He first he starts off with the ever popular. Uh, he gets the old uh, the old converter out, you know, for the SCART yep. cable. That's yep. we we've, we've went that Absolutely. route too, by the way. Uh, we went S video. Jason Warren's made us a cable back in the day. But listen, we're not Doug. Doug's got all the angles covered. He's got everything. Uh, and so when Doug will teach you how to do this the Doug way. And he actually goes into several different ways to capture video and what you can and can't do. Then he actually has the audacity, the guts, the, 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 the uh, uh, incredible cojones to show you how to try to capture video from your Amiga on and broadcast it with OBS. Whoa. Yes. Now, Aaron. Yes, good luck. Do you feel that you could do this now if you had the equipment? Do you, do you, does he hold your hand that much? Well, that I mean, dummy, dummy Aaron can pull it off. He didn't teach me anything I didn't know right. in this video. Maybe a couple little things, wow. you know. But uh, one of the things I like about the Mister, for example, no, 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 we're not talking about that. Well, you know, our good buddy Frank from RetroRewind.ca. I have heard something about him before. He sent me a gimmick Ooh. to let me have uh, HDMI out on uh, an Amiga, which I've never installed. I need to. Listen, I'm. I, you know, we're, we've got a lot of stuff going on. It's hard to have time to do this stuff. Look, I set up this new table. We got that going for us, Frank. If you want to send me gifts, I will use them immediately. No, listen, don't, don't, don't listen to him, Frank. So anyway, check this out. It's our good buddy Doug. It's a good video. He does do a good job helping you get through this stuff. I enjoy it. I watch all Doug stuff. Here's a goof, a big old goof. You've already introduced me. No, another one. Oh. This was a far more talented goof. This oh. is our buddy Chris. Chris Edwards, you know, he was dubbed, uh, uh, he was he was uh, glorified with this poster that made him look like Indiana Jones. And oh, so that's he's cool. Taken, he's taken this to heart. And so now he's a, a crazy doctor type guy. He works on this Amiga 3000 here. And at the end of this video, I don't want to spoil it, but I'm going to. Uh, because it's funny, he actually talks to himself in a, in a, in a, a pretty amusing part, <laughs> complete with the PJ pants that he always wears. I found this highly amusing and entertaining. So if you uh, if you are amused by Chris Edwards' antics like I am, you know, it's funny, I put him over last week because of his incredible prowess at repair, and this week I'm going to put him over as being a wacky cat. So I, I, thought, that was, uh, I thought that was amusing. You know, I'll be honest. I don't even know what this is that boats linked it, up now, here. Aaron, that that is the the sticky post at the top of the thing. Oh, you, I see. That's that, not news. That, Aaron. Explain it. Listen, I don't know. If, I don't. Both didn't mention this. They didn't link it. But I'm going to mention two further things that are this week. Uh, I believe sometime somebody in the chat room can set me up here. Oh, they're the setting big, you up. The Aaron. big Amiga. Uh, uh, the big Amiga gathering is going down. I believe uh, if it, it's not this weekend, then next weekend, next weekend in Germany. Okay. This is a huge deal. And a lot of people are going to this. Uh, uh, are you they, going? I wish. I've never gotten to go anywhere. You know, I've well, been to Mexico once and Canada. You have to be house trained, Aaron. Well, I, listen, I find that difficult to believe. So, oh, okay. Fair yeah, it's a Yamaha. Wow. In fact, Burn. This, this weekend. Now, a lot of people don't remember this, but before the pandemic, they had one of these big uh, gatherings in Germany. Yeah. And this thing was huge are you it was are you talking huge. bigger than boat fest oh my god exponentially huger wow i mean there were thousands of people it made holy the news. crap it made all the news uh uh the brand and, and so i thought to myself we've got to mention this amiga Thir uh, th thank you chat for setting this up since we didn't have it actually linked up uh uh it's amiga 37 uh, i've been told so amiga 37 this should be a huge deal uh, is anybody in the chat going to this? I know Amiga Bill is going to be there. There it is. Look at that. Ooh. Even That's super fancy uh, right there. Uh, I would rate its fanciness at a level What about seven. now? I know that is fancy. You can actually, their, their webpage is like a, uh, it's like a Amiga. You can look around at. Pretty oh, it's at a hard drive. Pretty sure. <laughs> would, you stop? would you stop? Oh, Edmund Helen's going. That's outstanding. And of course, uh, I know Amiga Bill, he was talking about that last week on his stream. So, it should be fun if uh, anybody goes uh, and wants to, you know, shoot some pictures or give us a few, uh, give us a few tidbits about what's going on over there. I would like to go to one of these big deals because Germany, they've they've held the torch high for a long time, and they're going to get all the people from all over Europe 
come over to this thing. It should be a lot of fun. Now, one last item. Now, admittedly, this, this pales in comparison to what we've been talking about. I'm going to build it anyway, just because I want some action on it. All right. Uh, coming up, you know, this, a lot of people don't realize, but we're already in October. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Halfway through. And yeah. you know what October is, uh, is famous for, right? Uh, Oktoberfest? No. Oh. No, it's Halloween. Oh. Halloween. Oh. The big, oh. the big ween. And Ooh. so, so, you know, uh, we've made a tradition now, it's just to be the second year of this massive tradition, where in the month of October... I try to get over my yearly uh, my yearly talk show, and this year will be no exception, as we will be bringing back once again conversations from the dark side. It's not tales from the dark side, by the way. I get that a lot. Conversations from the dark side. tales from the dark side's a great show, though. I love the show. Conversations from the dark side is legally different. Yeah, it is. That's right. I don't want them going to my house and sending me five hundred pound order. So uh, I think we got them covered. Yeah, boom, boom. So. Uh, this will be taking place Friday evening uh, on the 28th of October. Just a, In fact, that's literally two weeks from today if you record this, Brent. It'll be Conversation from the Dark Side. Myself will be there. I think uh, I've managed to sign Jack Flack in the mix to get him back to co-host it. And I think you said you were going to pop around. And we've a few other people uh, have mentioned as well. Now listen, if you are interested in uh, checking this out, again, we'll start around 8 o'clock. Uh, that Ooh. night, and uh, you can you can meet, join with us. We're going to be on Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. I'll be posting all the information in the uh, conversation of the dark side part of the Discord, uh, uh, Amigos Discord. You can also send me anything you want, stories, texts, yeah, anything. Go ahead. Uh, why aren't you using Discord? Uh, technical difficulties from that I didn't like. So we're going with. Also, I paid for a month of Twitch for ICC. So we'll and, see if we can get and this I believe you do mean you pay for a month of Zoom. What did I say? Twitch. <laughs> Listen, I pay for Twitch every day. <laughs> so if you're interested in joining us and sharing some of your interests, feel free to come in to the uh, channel at Zoom. If you just want to watch, it'll be live on Twitch, just you know, right where you're at now. Should be a lot of fun, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. And if you're interested in leaving any stories or anything, check the uh, Conversation with the Dark Side uh, area of the Discord. It, there's all the ways you can send us information. I mean, we've got every conceivable way. And if you're not part of our Discord and you want to send me something, you can send any stories, photos, videos, anything you want to argpresentatmail.com. That's the, that's, the, yeah, that's the email I check the most. Right. There I mean, you go. When you put a proposal out like that, I ain't checking the mailbox for a while. <laughs> What's that mean? You think it's going to get a little funky? <laughs> Listen, that's all we've got here this week. But you know, what do you mean all? It was that was that was uh, precision. That was the sniper fire of news. Is that what that was? Well, it was, ah. you know, you know who the sniper fire of repair is. You didn't even bring your sign this week. It's sitting there with a pinball machine. You blew it. But that's okay. We don't need a sign to talk about. Bam, retro rewind. Ca. Bam. Our good friend Frank. Up in Canada, you know, we were just talking about these hard. Canada. We were talking about these hard drive issues on your Amiga 500, yes. right? You know, the good thing about having a guy in the biz Ooh. like Frank—that's what I call it—is <laughs> if I were to, you know, I've got all this ancient hardware sitting around, right? If I want to take, like, say, a, a peripheral for my Amiga, if I want to get this thing recapped because they need recap, absolutely. They you think need I'm going to sit around to do this? Heck no! You don't even have time to plug in Frank's toy that he got. I don't you. got time to do nothing. And so when I need something recapped, whether it's ancient peripherals for my Commodore machines, whether it's the Commodore machines themselves, listen, that C that uh, C16 or CDTV that I get any younger, that stuff needs to be recapped. It needs to be looked over, checked out. You don't trust that to yourself unless you're grade A. You trust it to someone who has decades and decades of top quality troubleshooting experience. And that's our good buddy Frank and his staff up at RetroRewind.ca. They'll take care of your Commodore machines and your uh, TRSA car computers as well. On top of everything else, they don't, just, they don't just do your services. They'll actually sell you things. Beneficial things, Brent. Well, you know, I was I was talking about getting you that hard drive, which yeah. you completely poo pooed. What if I was to get you some for some sort of uh, SD solution? Listen, huh? you can't go wrong with an SD solution. You can't go wrong uh, with something like the SDC, which Frank sells for the car computer. Oh. 
you know, the Kung Fu Flash. These are all top shelf. Plus, let's say you're like a real technically minded fellow. Nope. And you want to troubleshoot your own stuff. Yeah. Frank's got you covered with top shelf replacement caps, diagnostic ROMs, the whole enchilada. Please, we would be much obliged if you would check out RetroRewind.ca. And if you decide to uh, uh, partake in a service or an item, if you use the promo code AMIGOS10, you will save yourself 10% off that order. That's free money. Yeah, let me tell you something. The, the, you know the problem with the 10% off? The price is already so cheap. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's cheaper. It's, it's amazing. You almost feel bad about it, don't you? Do. you? I don't. Yeah, I feel I'm, like I'm robbing the guy. Listen, I'm a miser. So you listen, are. Listen, I, I, I use Amigos 10 every time. I don't feel bad. Frank knows the score. He, he, he's got he's to gotta pay up. So please, that's Amigos 10 when you check out. Now remember, you have to have signed up for the website to get these uh, codes to work. So well, sign up. Man, if you don't sign up for the website, you're just an idiot. What I suggest, you buy one of everything. <laughs> wow. Cover your bets, you know. <laughs> Cover them. Cover them all. You know, buy one of everything. Have it shipped to you. Well, I take a chance. There you, you go. Know, there you go. Now, we took a huge chance this week when we knocked uh, Cannon Fodder the next week after I saw the 40-page reviews that were sent in. Don't be mad, everybody. We're going to cover them next week. But it got bumped for a reason. We bumped something, brother. You know it's gold. It's Mortal Kombat gold. Oh. Oh. I want to touch, before we get too deep into the Amiga side of this, just as a refresher, because a lot of people here aren't necessarily the biggest fans of arcade machines or arcade fighting games, just a little touch. And I think this this is a rewind for two reasons, one of which is you need to remember the scope and the importance of this game uh, when it was released. Oh, yeah. Right? So Mortal Kombat, the Ar- Mortal Kombat 2, the arcade game, uh, was released way, way back in November of '93. Yep. It's funny Good how year. it's funny how quickly these things got ported. This thing got ports to anything that you could conceive of. We put it on that was a console. All the handhelds, but the Amiga uh, and the DOS versions were sort of the outliers uh, in the computer realm. Uh, the Amiga version came out in '94. Uh, and the DOS version came out way after that, '95. Uh, also by Probe, who did this one. So, just to put it in perspective, Mortal Kombat and, and the success it it, it got. Uh, it in '93, at, at the end of '93, it it had a uh, hundred one million dollars in revenue. Keep yeah. that in mind. It was the highest grossing game of '94. Uh, in '96, they had sold twenty five thousand units. Of the arcade machine. I can't tell you how rare it is yeah. for a game to sell that many it's, units. It's hard because people, when people talk about video games, yeah. they talk, a lot of people are familiar with console number sales, but yeah. not not arcade or pinball. Right. This is a whole different realm. When your arcade machine sells like 15,000, it's a bona fide super hit. Yeah, 5,000 was a hit. Yes. That's what they considered. Now, by the way, this was just at the end of 96. The machine went on to say, as of 2002, and I think we can uh, say we can close the book on yeah, it then. Yeah, for a lot of had, reasons. They had sold 27,000 units, and they had grossed $600 million. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Insane. Now, of course, it was the uh, it was the game of the year for uh, in uh, 94, so of course you knew they were going to work on the home copies. Now, this is something else you've got to consider. Uh, when they released these home copies, they made a fortune, a claim, made a ton of money. Yeah. The first week sales, uh, just in the U.S., were fifty million dollars, uh, and it, it outperformed every movie that was released that week yes. in, in, in the cinema. They shipped two and a half million units uh, within a month. A month. Okay. Yeah. Why am I telling people this? And there are more and more. I could go into these numbers ad nauseum. The bottom line is. Estimated gross sales of Mortal Kombat 2 by the end of its uh, run, which would be 2002 again, exceeded 400 million dollars. Yeah. Okay. So this this is presented to explain to people why this game was such a big deal and why they would take and port this to an basically what was an, an aging computer at yeah. this point uh, because they thought they could make a buck, frankly, and they and, and presumably they did make a buck. Now, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. We both know 
that uh, 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 this is a incredible favorite of mine. Yes, and I think that I think we can also all admit that uh, of all the fighting games, uh, you and I might be close at skill level. This is not one of them. No, you you are a better hand uh, than me at this in the arcade version. Yes. Yeah. No. Way. No. You're you're right. You're yeah. right. And, and it was a difficult shift to go from the arcade version to the Amiga version there. So let's talk about the Amiga version here. Released in 94 on three discs. Uh, this was developed by Probe. <laughs> Probe has a horrible name, but they produced a lot more stuff than I thought they did on the Amiga. Uh, I mean, we've looked at a lot of the stuff they produced. Uh, Aliens 3, Outrun, Outrun Europa, uh, Primal Rage, Road Blasters, uh, just a ton of stuff. And it was published by Acclaim. Acclaim did like the 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 Simpsons stuff on the on the uh, on the Amiga. Also mm -hmm. did Smash, uh, Super Smash TV, T2, Aliens 3. So they did that. They had had a cup of coffee on the Amiga. Acclaim. They didn't go bananas. They right. had some stuff. Uh, this support one or two players, uh, and were coded by a couple guys that actually sort of knew what they were doing. Uh, one of the coders, uh, David Leitch, uh, was uh, involved in Primal Rage. We'll get to him because his his coding on this was pretty much exclusively to the AI uh, that was ported over from the Genesis. Okay. He, uh, but he, and by the way, he also ported over the AI uh, on Primal Rage, which we've talked about on the show before. The main coder on this was a guy named Richard Costello. He worked on the Gauntlets. He worked on Golden Axe, which we both love. Uh, Hot Rod, which me and both like. Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, Motorhead, Primal Rage, and T2. So he's got a pretty good, uh, pretty good history. Most of the rest of the people didn't work on that much in the series. Uh, the music, uh, Alistair Brimble, and the musician, uh, Anthony uh, Putzen. Uh, from what I've read, according to uh, the people over at uh, Hall of Light, that uh, 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 the, in terms of the music, uh, Brimble was responsible for instrument sample optimization and drivers. So he was more of a technical side of it. Right. Whereas the other fellow, uh, Putzen, actually did the... Uh, the music proper. Yeah. Uh, so, with all that said, Mortal Kombat 2 on the Amiga. What do you got here? Well, what you've got here, in case you know what Mortal Kombat is, I mean, I, could, I guess I could read what the plot was. Nah, you, nah, screw that to. noise. If you don't know what Mortal Kombat is, you, we're talking about Mortal Kombat on the Amiga. Well, it's a fighting tournament. You yeah, go and fight things and then right. kill them. That's right. You've got uh, a, a bunch of fighters and you fight each other. Now, Let's go ahead. There are two. There are two uh, uh, elephants in the room. We'll go ahead and clear these out. <laughs> now that's first. horrible. Right, and why'd you call me that? There's two. Well, yeah, that, that's going to be the subtitle of the show. So the first elephant in the room is uh, the uh, loading times on this. Now, yes. when this came out, I of course had a liberated copy. The liberated mm. copy I had actually had four discs. You had to put in a loader disc, and then you had to swap around the other three. This game, uh, uh, to play this game on an Amiga back in the day was horrible. Yes. Okay? Uh, the loading was horrible. If yes. you performed a finisher, it would literally stop you and then load the actual animation off another disc for your finisher. Okay? So they did a bad job. And as a cunning double trouble, they did not allow you to install this on the hard drive, probably for piracy purposes. That's what it usually was. So this was not installable on a hard drive, okay? So, I want to preface this my whole entire look at this game by saying I am looking at a modern version of this game, the WHC yes. load version that loads up without you having to do anything, okay? Yeah. If you're playing this on your classic Amiga without a hard drive... I'm sorry. You are gutsy. <laughs> and, and by the way, I, it, this shows you the passion I had for this game and others. People bought this, and they did play that way. Yeah. And it and it was best you had. So you didn't have much of a choice. You just did it. But it was tough, okay? The second elephant in the room is the fact that... And actually, the somehow the larger elephant. I don't know. You don't really remember playing this much on disc. That was a huge elephant. <laughs> so I'd say these are equally sized pachyderm. All right, fair The second enough. elephant is the fact that uh, the, uh, the Mortal Kombat 2 arcade machine has five buttons. Yes. Right? A high kick, a low kick, a high punch, a low punch, and a block. Yes. The Amiga has two buttons. Yeah. Two buttons, and that's if you're lucky. And they, I was going to say at best. And oh, and and or one button. Now, 
as you can imagine, a game that requires split-second timing and complicated button and joystick presses uh, has been uh, exponentially made more difficult by the uh, limitations of a two-button system. Now, yes. I talked to Brent earlier today, <clears throat> and he was like, he was like two buttons. I was like, yeah. He goes, and he had, and I had the same thought you did, because I distinctly remember playing this with all the buttons. I was sure yeah. I'd played it. Well, yeah. that was Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yes. Someone had went in there and hacked at all the buttons. It would be great if someone would do that to this version. Well, and, but and, it may be more difficult given the, the way this thing is rigged up. Yeah, not uh, to tip my hand, but yeah. I remember playing this and thinking, God, that was so much better when Aaron and I were playing it. What's going on? Yeah. I'm going to have to ask him about this. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Something else I want to <laughs> get into, uh, me and Brent actually have played this uh, uh, together. Yeah. I looked through our old, old shows, and we did an Amigos Plays once with both there. And me and you played this because Boat had hated it so much that he was furious that I didn't hate it. He demanded that we that I play it, and you were there, and we played it. And you, at the end of it, you said, "I don't hate this." So Boat was upset that you didn't hate it. So, are we, you sure I didn't say that just out of spite? No, I mean I could have said that just well, out of spite. You, you do do that, but not in this case. So before we get into it, I wanted to say all this stuff because so yes, have we played this against each other? Yes. And did we play this substantially this week? Yes. So we are ready to go on, a, I think, a fair look at this game. <clears throat> so this game was ported over. I saw two different sets of, of images, of information on this. Some people say this was ported straight over from the Genesis. But I also read that some people said this was built at the same time as the DOS version. And so there could be some crossover there now. I looked at the Genesis version, uh, just an FYI, and I think it probably, especially since I read that they ported over the AI from the Genesis, right. that this probably came from the Genesis. And if you're watching at home, you can see uh, as, as these two run side by side, they do have quite a few similarities in the size of the characters and stuff. <clears throat> you're going to see that in the Amiga version of this, you're getting a... A wa more washed out version Absolutely. graphically. Uh, uh, it's it. You know, I, I I stand by the fact that I don't think this looks that bad. In fact, I'd say I'd go to say it actually looks really good. Uh, but given what you had to work with, I think it works it works pretty well. Now, there were multiple ways you could play Mortal Kombat 2. I recommend if you play if you get the two meg version that requires two megs of chip memory. You get little flourishes that you don't get on the non-2-meg version. Very possible. Including music uh, in the uh, uh, character selection screen, other bits of music you don't get, sound effects, call-outs, stuff that you don't normally get uh, without the 2-meg. So get the 2-meg version of this if you're going to get one. I saw no less than three different versions of this, okay? Yeah. So... Including with different uh, like intros. I don't mean like the Mortal Kombat two intro. I mean like the the splash. Screens. That's right. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's up with that. I can't tell you. This game also, in terms of the way it runs, it's going to run differently depending on what you play it on. Yeah. I, that's which is why I played on so many machines. If you play this on a 500 versus say a 1200 versus an accelerated Amiga, you're going to get a better experience with an accelerated Amiga. There's sure. no doubt about that. Um, so, with all that said, your initial thoughts when you booted this thing up? I have certainly been more disappointed by other versions of this game than I was the Amiga. Uh, again, my very first thought was, I can't remember how to turn on five buttons. Why can't I remember how to turn on five <laughs> buttons? Yes. My gosh, what have I done wrong? I went and I started searching around. I started looking for the video where we played it. And it, that was how convinced I was that this had multi, you know, more than two button support. Eventually, I was like, okay, let's just do this. Two buttons. Here we go. Um, is it bad? No, it's not bad. It's not, it's not bad. However, it's also not Mortal Kombat 2. Yes, everything is there. Yes, I, it, I mean everything. Yeah. All the fatalities, yes. babalities, friendships, all of that's in there. Um, Even the hidden characters are in there. Uh, I was surprised because I actually got to a couple. That was uh, surprising too. <laughs> but 
it was, um, and we've talked about this before. If you have, I mean, being in a modern day setting, does this bring something to the table that you couldn't find in the arcade that made it made me want to play this version over something else? Absolutely not. However, not harping on that, looking at the package I was given, I played this, and I'll be honest, after I played this for several, uh, well, not several hours, but 90 minutes to 120 minutes, I that's went... Yeah, I know. I, that's a couple hours, not several. Oh, gee. Um, but after I got done playing this, I actually quit, loaded up the arcade version, yeah. because this made me want to play Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly why I feel like if you want to play Mortal Kombat, this is not the way to do it. But I applaud the Amiga for, first of all, graphically, I think it's fine. Uh, there are you missing frames of animation? Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, but everything in the game is there. It, it just doesn't feel like Mortal Kombat 2 at the end of the day when you're someone like me who has just done tons and tons of Mortal Kombat 2. So let's just, I want to get into a couple of the, the what made the Amiga version different for real quick. Okay. I, I want to talk about the controls first. Of course, we're talking about it's crazy time. So just to tell you how this works, again, we talked about there are four attacks in the arcade, four attack buttons, okay? Right. You've got two buttons in this. So, for example, in the arcade, if you wanted to throw a low, like a sweep, you would hit, the, you would pull down and hit the low, low kick button, yes. okay? Well, you can't do that in the Amiga, but how do you do it? You press down, then away, and you hit the button, and that's how you do it, okay? So, like this, and then away, yeah. like that. Okay, and then so it's instead. It's almost of, like a special move. It is to do a roundhouse kick. You press away and high, and and your high kick button, which is one of the two buttons, to execute uh, special moves like the hardest guys. And we'll get into this in a minute with the individual characters. Some guys that are, like uh, use block, for example, is yeah, it, it, that makes it very difficult to do any of their maneuvers. And we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, just a few other things that made the Amiga version. Different. I'm not gonna say special because that's not right, but different. <laughs> uh, so first of all, and someone mentions in the chat, the backgrounds in this. They're all, all the backgrounds are here, but they are uh, they're static. In the arcade, of course, they right no animation. And in the other versions, yeah. they actually you'll get a lot more movement and stuff. Growling you don't, you don't, trees, you don't get bubbles. That here, yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, uh, the uh, Shao Kahn has all of his phrases, but he doesn't announce the round numbers like he does. But he does, like, at the end when you fight him. He, uh, and I heard a ton of them, but I don't, I don't know if I heard them all. But they say he's got all of his phrases. That's something. That's kind of neat. Uh, the, uh, the, the stage fatalities are there, which is cool. Yes. So the spikes work. Even falling off the spikes work. Uh, the pool of death, acid works. Uh, the, the, uh, pit, the pit works. Course, Those yeah. all work. So all that stuff works. Does it have the end guy, Katara? Yes, he's there. Uh, is the you know, a lot of people complained about the AI in this, uh, which you would complain about it because the AI in Mortal Kombat's chief, but they actually got that right. Yeah, this plays very similar yeah. to the Genesis version and the arcade version, which they give you a couple rounds, then they come to murder you in the yeah. third round. It's almost always like. A guy like Liu Kang and, or like Johnny Cage, and they just screw, and they, they are cheap as heck. Well, in fact, it's been proven that the arcade Mortal Kombat reads your inputs. Yeah. And, it, I mean, when you're doing that as your AI for a fighting game, you're a jerk. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it was the 90s so yeah, whatever. Yeah, so that is odd. So there's another oddity on the Amiga, and I kept, I was like, what's going on here? And I, I read this on Moby to confirm it. When you start as the player one, you it brings you up as player two. Yes. Which it tells me that the people making this must not know much about the how the Amiga joystick situation is. That was strange because it, because I play I played Mortal Kombat one this week too, and Mortal Kombat one's not like that. Yeah. I don't know why Mortal Kombat two is like that. I read a, a, on the early versions of this that there were tons of things that would freeze up your game. Uh, so there were like glitches, lots of glitches. Now. I did not have a single issue with a glitch that froze up the game. Not one. But uh, the, the, this was rampant in the at least the early releases. I don't mean like the disc screwed up. I mean like the game locking up. 
uh, for various reasons. Well, to be fair, I guess that's that's sort of true to the arcade. You can log it up there, too. Well, but it was, it was much, much worse. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> let's talk about some of the characters in this. Overall, I, I'm a, I'm a uh, Kung Lao guy myself. Kung Lao played, I mean, it's as uh, well as you can play him with two buttons. I had pretty good success because his moves, the guys that have moves that are more joystick-oriented have a better time than guys that are more button-intense. So, for example, uh, Raiden uh, is a good guy to play in this because his moves don't require a whole lot of dexterity because his moves are like back, back, forward, right. down. down up, yeah. On the flip side, uh, someone like Melina or, uh, in particular, uh, uh, Liu Kang, I couldn't hardly get anything to work with Liu Kang because of the way his maneuvers work. Yeah. They're very difficult. Where you've got a high punch and a low punch or two variations of the same move. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. It, it was. Yeah. Did you ever get off his bicycle kick ever? I I, I did not spend a lot of time with I Liu never Kang. got off one time. Uh, so, yes, there are some characters that they've, they've really hamstrung. Now, I looked at the docs on this, and the characters are true to their moves. Like, they didn't change any of the moves. And I think this was a big mistake. that They think they learned something, because they used, from what I've heard, they used the same engine for this they did on Primal Rage, which we did look at. Primal Rage had a much better control setup, because they catered the controls to the Amiga's control setup. Right. And you'll recall, we had a much better time controlling the Primal Rage guy. Now, does Primal Rage look this good? Even AGA, I don't think, does. But Primal Rage is a much more playable... It's less frustrating to play, uh, in, in my opinion. Did you have a guy that you would go that you went with in particular on this version, people you would not want to play at all? Well, I, I, you you don't want to play Shao Kahn. Uh, you can't play as yeah. well. <laughs> uh, you are... Uh, 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 I mainly stuck with Melina because Melina's who I made in the arcade. Oh, man. Uh, but while well, I was frustrated, but I wanted to try it. I wanted to be able to do her stuff. And I never got to a point where I was comfortable. Uh, then I, I tried some time with Scorpion. And his, I mean, his main move is easier. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I was getting off his uh, teleport pretty well, too. Yeah. But you can forget that scissor kick. I couldn't no, get that thing off at no. all. Uh, something else, Shao Kahn, uh, or Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung, excuse me. Uh, I tried to play with him, and I could never morph. But I know morphing's in this, and as I recall, you can only morph, morph the into guy your opponent. Playing. Yeah. yeah, in the arcade, he can change into any character he wants. Right. So that's kind of a bummer. And I guess he's pretty much bone when he plays Katara or Shang Kahn. I know he can't teleport or morph into those. Uh, I, this game gives you options in terms of the ease of play, but they're a joke. Yeah. I put it on the lowest level and got and. I had to struggle. You can set yourself up to get 30 credits, which I did. And I played all 30. And I, and I almost beat Katara, but I couldn't do it. And I tried a lot this week. I could not get past Katara. I had to go watch someone play Shao Kahn to see what the endings look like. Katara is as cheap and dirty and crummy as he ever was. Although reports I read said he was easier on this version than other versions. Well, it, much like any of these arcade fighting games, yeah. uh, it's all about knowing the secret to the character. Like, in the arcade, I could only beat Kentaro with three or four people, and Melina wasn't one of them. Yeah. Uh, which sucked, because I always had to get up to him, lose, put in money, switch to a guy I could beat him with, get to a Shao Kahn, lose, because I didn't want to see the ending of, you know, the same guy over and over. Yeah. Um, but then again, I almost never played the single player in the arcade. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's... The, the AI in this is not adaptive. It's just cheap. It's just like it is on every other home version. Yeah. Uh, cheap and dirty. And so, for people complaining about the Amiga version, don't feel bad. This is one area where you're sharing the pain of every other console version. Yeah. A, a real super cheap AI. To say that they ported the AI over directly, they should have changed the AI to make it a little more fun. Um, last, on, on the rest of the stuff, there are endings. At the end, Sherkon blows up. You get sort of a wordy ending for your character to start with the arcade. So that's all there. Listen, uh, 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 minus cool photos. Minus cool photos. Whoopsie guys there. Like I said, the hidden characters are there. It's weird that you, like I got to Jade after winning one round, which apparently is the way it works in this. One round of, of the last match before the question. Oh was. yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the way I, I read. That's how they do it here. Uh, so uh, they. Everything is here. I'm gonna give them credit, and the fact that they could compress this onto three discs is it's I'm, pretty really, impressive. Actually, it's, it's incredible. It was all done in assembly, and it's quite a remarkable feat uh, on the Amiga. 
including most of the sounds. Now, so, there are a few sound effects in this that are horrible. Raiden in particular, it sounds like somebody dropped a toaster in a bathtub. Yeah. You know, but for the most part, they got it right. And I, I, I was surprised at the amount of hate that this was getting uh, from our Discord because, I, you know, when I looked up when I looked up how it was doing on Lemon, I mean, actually, Ooh, it was no, it was pretty well praised on there. It got a seven point nine seven on Lemon, uh, and across the board, it got good scores. Its average magazine rating was eighty five, uh, with CU Amiga magazine giving this a ninety five percent. The low, uh, the low entrant uh, Amiga Power gave it a sixty three, but for the most part, eighties and nineties. And if the, the big deal, the thing that makes it different now is the is the, again the lack of loading. If this version had came out uh, back in '94, '95, and with hard drive installability, It'd blow people's minds. It would be you'd be losing your mind. Yeah. The first time I played this, I couldn't believe how good it was. I know a lot of people. So I, there are three camps here. There are people that don't like fighting games. Okay. Yeah. There are fair. people that don't like gore. And there are people that don't like watered-down versions of arcade ports, okay? Uh, and so those three camps, this is not the game for you. <laughs> if you get frustrated easily, this is not the no, game for you. No, yeah, the, game, the AI in the game is unfun. However, if you have a buddy to play with, yeah. and you want to play some Mortal Kombat 2 in your Amiga, and you can are both at the exact same difficulty because of the joystick, it's actually a, a quite an incredible achievement. I mean, this is a real... If you look at the other things this was released on, it's not, I don't see an Atari ST version or any other. I mean, this is this is a disc-based Mortal Kombat 2. It's yeah. quite remarkable now, to me. If this was the only way I had to play Mortal Kombat 2, okay? Yeah. If this was it, there's no emulators, there's no... And, and like, the, I never had those options. No other consoles. I would be happy with this enough to learn the differences which is ex absolutely what you have to do to enjoy the game. And I definitely did not take the time to learn the differences. Uh, but if you if I this was it, I would take the time to learn the differences, and I would be happy playing this version of the game. Uh, am I going to do that now? No, 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 absolutely not. I've got the I've got the uh, arcade version. Why would I ever take the time to learn this? But, but. I think this is a fine version. I think it is an acceptable version for the Amiga. And I understand the hate. I just don't agree with Let's it. Let's share in the hate, all right. shall we? Because I've got the hate pulled up here. We'll start with Lord Soup, who was wringing his hands to kill this game. Uh, More Combat 2, right, you lot? Take off those rose-tinted specs. It's not a good game. Great visuals and sounds. And yes, it's fun, but it's not good. I don't understand that sentence. <laughs> The first game had its sloppy charm, but Mortal Kombat 2 is goofy, tepid garbage. Yes, it's fun. For I think he's got a split personality. Yes, it's fun for a bit, and in my youth, I was completely blind to the gameplay poverty on offer here. But I returned to Street Fighter and the Virtual Fighter Tekken series once the 32-bit era arrived, and I love a good fighting game too much to defend any but the last few MK games. Trilogy flirted with gameplay and had a lot of characters, but this... It's novelty upon novelty upon novelty, topping and sprinkled with sour goofy. Yes, the Miggy did a good job on its conversion, but they didn't use magic gameplay into it. Wasn't in the base game in the first place. Weird sentence. Total rubbish, 2 out of 10. Okay. The Amiga had a few decent fighters. If you're really desperate, add a point. Okay, said. okay, listen. He's not ragging on the Amiga version of Mortal Kombat 2. He's ragging on Mortal Kombat 2. I knew 2. you were going to blow it up. listen. No, no, no. He, a lot of his points are incredibly valid. Mortal Kombat 2 is not a deep fighting game. It's not. Okay? It's not. There is... If you want a deep fighting game, there are a, a dozen uh, better options out there. You have to look at Mortal Kombat 2 for what it is. This is a comic book fighting game. You, every, you, you hardly ever see your punches and kicks because everyone's doing their flashy special moves, right? Winning is knowing how to, to to tie your flashy special moves into that one or two punches or kicks that you're going to do that aren't your flashy moves to get the victory. There is skill in this game, but it's not anything like the levels he's wanting. 
It's a different sort of skill in this game because it's called manual dexterity. What? That's part of the skill in this one. Oh, the Amiga version now, yeah. Let's let's move on to Level Lord, our good buddy, the Lord. Aww. I'll admit it, I did not play this much except with friends a long time ago and will never forget horrible loading times on floppy A600. Graphics were good and gory just right for the time with good uh, SFX. But man, doing a tournament with six people was a nightmare, I can imagine. Oh, yeah. Waiting for a game to load... We would just have fun sipping on drinks and talk until we would get drunk and soon switch to watch demos or play mods. If you want a good fighting game on Amiga, go and play Franco the Crazy Revenge. I've even heard of that. This game, no. Solid 4 out of 10 just because of the gory elements. And lastly, Aww. our good buddy Petzl. Back down, let's see, back, back, down, fire. Back, forwards, down, forwards, fire. Did it that, did it that, did it that. I don't know. What is more difficult, learning moves for the Amiga single button control or Mortal Kombat 2 or learning Morse code? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Even when you learn the moves, Mortal Kombat 2 will cheat against you and you will lose. Yes. That's sad because the game was initially attractive. It looks good. It sounds good. And it feels good. But it's pretty. But it smells rotten. That's a, that's a beat down right there. So there you go. Now, Aaron. No one liked <clears> it. <throat> and lastly, just to take this to the house before you sum your ass side up and before I forget them. I looked up on eBay. Friend, uh, the UK, our good friends over there, picked this up for forty-five to fifty bucks, boxed. Not bad. I noticed there were a lot more Mortal Kombat ones than Mortal Kombat twos. Ironically, yeah. Uh, but this is far, far better than Mortal Kombat one for the Amiga. Oh yeah. Uh, your final thoughts on this one? Uh, if you want to know how I feel about this and how this fit into my childhood. Uh, I recommend you look up places I played on the Amigos channel. Oh, you're, you're um, one show. Uh, yeah. Uh, well done. Uh, it, it does talk about Mortal Kombat 2 yeah. uh, and where I played it as a youth. Um, or youth. Thing number well. two, uh, this, if, for, if and when the next Boat Fest happens, this is going to be the challenge game for uh, Beat the Brent. Mortal Kombat oh, 2, Mortal not Kombat Amiga, of uh, the arcade version. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 2. So get your practice on, folks. Very good, very good. So we move away from uh, Mortal Kombat 2. We're going to move along here to our site updates for the week, uh, Brent. We had quite a few interesting uh, pickups this week. Uh, let's start off with uh, me and the boat. We did a little thing uh, we like to call the Atari ST Show. And this week we looked at a game called Cracked. You may have played this on the uh, very popular uh, Atari uh, 7800. I guess it wasn't right. that popular. Now <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> that's, where I, that's where I played it, and that's where I owned this, was the Atari 7800. Uh, the uh, truth of the matter is, I didn't like it on there either, and we didn't necessarily like it on here. But we oh, don't give it, it all away. You know, I'm not giving it all away. You have to tune in, and plus, people tune in just to look at Boat. He's a good-looking, handsome man. He's speaking. He's got that kind of voice. Then I just think, well, like, ah, hey, y'all. That's my role and things. So that is uh, the crack director perspective. I like how I put that. That's an apropos uh, wording of that. Uh, next on the dock, and holy smokes, this came, this came from our. Uh, this came from our International Computer Club. This is a Pajaco joint that we pieced out. And this is uh, Pajaco talking about uh, the B, the BBC Micro Games. Uh, if you, Fun system. This is great. Why dig through ICC when you can bypass it and just watch this? <laughs> and, and we appreciate Pajaco letting us actually put this up. Absolutely. Thank you, Pajaco. You know, uh, he's, he's waiting in the wing with his lawyers just to get us. Well, listen, did you get written permission in triplicate? Thankfully, we had uh, we had permission to put this up. We thank you. And like I said, the Beeb is one of those systems we haven't had a whole lot of experience on. Me and you have more than me and Boat do yeah. because of uh, ARG. So this is one that we're definitely gonna. This makes me want to look into it more. Some of these games look really good. You know, it's a Beeb's a player. That's for darn sure. So check that out. It's called Fan Beeb and Tastic. BBC Micro Arcade Games. That sounds like Boat named that one. <laughs> I got a feeling. I think Boat got involved in the naming of that one. Uh, next on the docket, well, we can talk on this one, uh, the Brent. Me and you do a little show on the side. It's a little thing we got to call ARG Presents. Yes. This week, we did wrestling games as requested by Dryer Lent. 
And uh, but we were way outside the box. On Absolutely. This one. Uh, Brent, you uh, looked at uh, King of the Monsters. Is what I kept wanting to call it King of Monsters. That's dropped yeah. that. And I looked at uh, Onita Atushi FMW. One of these games is better than the other. Well, neither one of them are what I would call solid gold money. But they're definitely different wrestling games, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, and so if you're into, like, uh, people looked at this category, they're like, oh, God, no. But, I mean, it's it's pretty fun. We have, they're, un, they're unique, non-wrestling wrestling games. Yeah. In fact, your cup of tea. Check it out. And, by the way, watch some FMW Exploding Island matches. No, you don't do that. Those are, those are pretty funny. Uh, last this week, this one. This is another one that, that came straight out of the ICC, uh, Brent. This is the Atandi Assembly right here, man. Look at this, dude. Uh, this was something we pulled out of ICC, and this is Petzl that takes this tour. Uh, and so this is great because, of course, I didn't get to go to Tandy Assembly. And when did this come out? I haven't. Even... This was part of International Computer Club that we. This was right, but when the video, oh, the video oh, came out yesterday. Okay, actually, believe it or not, uh, this was just two weeks ago when it. When yeah. So this was he hit this the same weekend we did ICC. He did this video. This is a great look at this uh, event. Woo, look at all that good this stuff. This event looks like it was a lot of fun. Uh, so if you want to have a look at what was going on, even if you're not a Tandy fan, I think you would find some stuff in here to enjoy. They're really pushing these things to the limits. How can you not be a Tandy fan? Well, some people are down with the tan. I don't know what to tell you on that, uh, man. Uh, so let's. that's all we've got on our channel. We're going to head over to the Amigo Stream channel. A couple offerings there this week. You know, I've been working diligently on an arcade rig yes, over here so we could stream from the arcade rig. And I had a test run last week, last Friday night, and it was the Sorcerer's Hollow. I misspelled hollow. I had to go back and change that, by the way. Especially since it's on the side. Holla! <laughs> but uh, it was the live gameplay action. A lot of people don't realize that you named our arcade the Sorcerer's Hollow. Yes. Which was, and it's funny because on this week's uh, Pixel, uh, or... Uh, Picks a white white uh, sprite castle. I'll get it. <laughs> on this week's sprite <laughs> castle, Flack looked at the only home port of Satan's Hollow on the C sixty four. But that yeah. is not why I named but it. But that's that. where you got the hollow part, isn't it? I thought yes. that. And then the Satan, the Satan, the sorcerer part was a play on Wizards Den, right? Yes. From when we used to play. We arcade. had an arcade in a Sears. Yeah. It, back at our uh, at the mall. Oh God, way back, yeah. way back. Called the Wizards Den. Uh, and I learned how to hack arcade games but it, way back in my youth, at like 12. Uh, and I thought it was a, a proper uh, homage, if you will, to the old Wizard's Den, to call the arcade the Sorcerer. Very good. And so this is me just playing some games. You're going to probably see more of this. I just got the joystick works where I can play Amiga games on this thing now. Like, perfect. I, I had the best game of Banshee I've ever had last night. Uh, when I was out here trying this thing out. So I'm going to be loading up some Amiga games on here. There's going to be an Amiga arcade game night. Uh, unfortunately, I, if I play more Combat 2 in here, I'm still going to just have two yeah, buttons. You're going to look down and be like, oh, That's the bummer thing. But anyway, that was a lot of fun. Check that out if you get a chance. And then last but not least, or maybe certainly least, this is part two, the controversial part two of the International Computer Club. Uh, this is the most edits I've ever put into one single piece of video. I literally edited until I ran out of edits. I had to save what I had to go back and edit more. There was a lot of edits. The good news is this is a show you can show to an infant. I'm telling you, it's, it's been cleansed, scrubbed of any sort of, uh, of nefarious language. Uh, and uh, it is actually, there's a lot of good stuff in here, including, of course, Pixels of Dawn and his segment. We also had... Uh, the uh, uh, an appearance from Mr. Cola. Everybody likes Mr. Cola. He's pretty awesome. Uh, we had a good time on here. We uh, we saw actually both the videos right here. Plus, at the ending of this, you got David Z's tour of his bizarre, bizarre super house with all sorts of machines in it. It's a it's a crazy time. So if you are uh, if you are interested in checking that out, that's part two of International Computer Club. Enjoy, yes. enjoy. And Brent, I think that is all the video we've got this week. Now, you know, normally at this point, uh, the boat would sing a lovely rendition of 
all the uh, Patreon, the Twitch supporters, all would that. Would you like stuff. me to sing One Night in Bangkok? I would. I want you to rap the rap parts, and then we'll get together and sing the chorus. So go ahead. All right. You ready? Yeah. Bangkok, Oriental okay, City, and the city don't know what guess, the city is. Soon. Stop, stop, stop. But I because it's a rendition so near Murray Head's <laughs> version that the, the copyright police could kill us at any minute. Also, oh. you weren't saying the Patreon names over that. It's because you don't well, know that, them. Well, wait a minute. So, it's, you said sing the song. This may be a stunning revelation, Brent, but let's see what that me and the boat are going to be playing next week. The survey says, bam, cannon fodder. Didn't even have to change the box. <laughs> Worked out great. Beauty. So next week, uh, next week we'll be playing cannon fodder. We won't be leaving anybody out because the boat's more organized than I am. And your organizational skills are, they're pathetic, frankly, let's be honest. I've organized, I'm so organized, I don't need organization. Oh, yeah? yeah. Where's the Patreon list, homie? Yeah, over there? Yeah, it doesn't help us here. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, Brent, any parting thoughts? I like cheese. I, that's rather obvious, frankly. Good night, everybody. We will see you next week for Cannon Fodder. Until then, adios. adios.